Hello, and welcome to another episode of Untangling. I know that it's been a while, but I am back on the air. Hope everybody is having a great week. Right now, it's been really interesting because we've had weather 60 to 80 degrees, and we are in the first week of November. So we are definitely having an amazing summer. And every week or every month that goes by where you do not have to churn on that heat, you count that as a win because it is going to be a long winter. So what have I been up to? Obviously, there's a lot in the news. I did receive my early ballot and uh, voted by mail. And one of the benefits of voting by mail, you could sit down, you go to Google, you find out who these people are, organizations they support, what their background is. And whereas when you're at that voting booth, a lot of times it's simply if you are an R or if you're a D, you just simply select along those party lines. But with mail-in voting, it really allows you to figure out who it is you're voting for. And you have the luxury of not even choosing a particular person and moving on to the next person. So the political landscape here in Illinois is Pritzker versus Bailey. Uh, Pritzker is on the Democratic side of the ticket and he has been the governor now, I wanna say going on four years. Bailey is a rival Republican who is trying to overthrow uh, Pritzker. So the ads are simply with Pritzker's um, bringing Illinois' credit rating back, doing great things for the state, how he handled the pandemic, uh, just a lot of reassurance on why you need to vote for him again. Whereas with Bailey, a lot of it is crime, uh, corruption, uh, fresh voice in uh, Illinois. But a very powerful ad that I really think is impacting Bailey is that you see a commercial and it is a female uh, with a female doctor going over her health care rights. And there is just a billboard of Bailey in the doctor's room and the doctor simply just points at him. Look, he's going to help you make your health care decision. Do you want that in the state of Illinois? So I just thought it was a powerful ad, no matter which side of the aisle you're on or how you plan to vote. Just a lot of politics uh, here in Illinois and the rest of the country with a lot of close races, a lot of polls that don't know what's going to happen, who's leaning where. So on Tuesday, uh, November 8th, uh, my daughter actually has the day off because it is election day. What's fascinating is uh, my daughter is seven years old and can't vote. She gets the day off, whereas with myself, who is able to vote, I do not get the day off. So another benefit of early male voting. What else is going on? So I got my booster shot and I wasn't gonna get it, but my daughter went for her annual checkup 
and everything is on the up and up, knock on wood. She was sitting there and the doctor said, hey, would you like her to get the booster? And I wasn't there. My wife was actually telling me this uh, because you're limited to one parent now because of the COVID restrictions. So my wife took her in and my wife was like, yeah, of course, you know, why not? So she got the booster. The doctor said her arm's going to be a little sore is one of the side effects. So when my daughter got home, her arm was sore and she let us know every hour on the hour. But everything went great. Uh, we were extremely happy. Because it does seem like COVID is on the tail end of it. However, just knowing that she was able to get that added protection, she's in school. It's one less thing we have to worry about. It was a relief. Even though we did not plan for her to get that booster, when she went in, it was convenient. We spoke with her doctor. It made sense. And she got it. So I said to myself, well, if she got her booster, let me get my booster. So I called my primary care and they are booked like you wouldn't believe. The reply was the earliest we will be able to see you would be mid-December. So I said, okay, um, I'm not going to book an appointment now. Let me just uh, call around, maybe urgent care. So everywhere I called, they are booked. If you want to know why CVS and Walgreens are going to literally change the future of healthcare. I went on CVS's website, and I didn't even know I did this. They said, do you want the booster? I said, yep. They said, okay, great. Uh, we have one available tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Would you like to sign up? When I was signing up, I accidentally picked the booster and the flu shot, which I need the flu shot regardless. Uh, it is a work requirement uh, being in healthcare, but I was going to space it out. So I get to the CVS, and the check-in process is so easy. You get a email, you get a text, could you just please let us know you're here? I click on that link, I'm here. I sit down and the pharmacies com pharmacist uh, comes out. Were you on our website? Yep, what's your name? Okay, perfect. When was the last time you got your COVID vaccine? I gave him my COVID card. He filled it out uh, the new time I got it with that date. And he goes, hey, just a FYI, you signed up for a flu shot as well. Would you like both today? The first question I asked, I'm like, is that okay? And per CDC guidelines, uh, what the pharmacist communicated to me is, uh, as long as you get them at the same time, then yes, it's okay. It is recommended. However, if you get a COVID shot or a COVID booster on its own, then you do, the CDC does recommend that you do wait two weeks before you get the flu shot, vice versa, okay? So I did not know uh, that portion of it, uh, something new. So how did I feel afterwards? Well, it was a total nightmare because the first time I got the COVID vaccine, no problems. The second time I got the COVID vaccine, no problem. But getting the booster and the flu shot, it really impacted me. The analogy or the example I will use is imagine if you get seasick and you are on a raft for seven days in some of the worst ocean conditions you've ever experienced in your life. And then you somehow make it to land. That's how I felt. My body wanted to throw up. I was dizzy. I was nauseous. And I was also tired. So just a lot of rest. And I would say after 24 hours, I realized I'm going to start taking some Advil. 
to see if I could just feel a little bit better. Uh, had no appetite. Uh, the only thing I could eat was raisins for some strange reason and almonds. And I drank a lot of water and Gatorade to just try to get back at it. Uh, try to walk around when I could. But I did not feel good at all. The good news is after the 24 hours, I'm feeling a lot better. And now just knowing there's one less thing I have to worry about. And that is the flu shot and getting COVID. And I remember one year I got the flu so bad that I said I have to be on my deathbed. This is the worst feeling I've ever experienced. I could not get off the couch. The only thing I could even think of eating without getting sick was crackers and water. That's it. And I never want that feeling again. That feeling lasted for five days when I got the flu. And knowing that, okay, for 24 hour, not feeling 100%, I said, I will deal with those consequences and I'm feeling a lot better now. One of the things, and I'm talking about myself personally, is just walking around, riding my bike around, going to the gym, getting those steps in. When you stay healthy, you work out a lot. You could tell if your body is at 100% or if it is at 98% or lower. I wasn't sick to the point where I couldn't move around because I worked an eight-hour day. I knew what was going on, but you just know that if you had to measure how you feel in regards to peak performance, knowing your body, I would say I was probably at a 83%, if not lower, after getting those two shots together. So just wanted to share that with the untangling audience. If you decide, hey, I'm going to go and get these uh, vaccines. Do I do them together? Do I do them separate? Everybody's body reacts differently. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people listening that got both at the same time and said, listen, I felt great afterwards. I'm only talking about my personal experience. So before I got the COVID shot, and this is like some Pulp Fiction stuff, so we're going to go back before. Uh, took a trip to Chicago, uh, took my daughter uh, the family to the American Girl Doll store. It was one of the gifts for my daughter, so that's always fun. And we also stayed with a few friends uh, in uh, Chicago. It was a blast. But here is something that happened, and I'm pretty sure the untangling audience has experienced this. So we're leaving our friend's house, and we're trying to get to the American Girl Doll store. So I put in the address, and... It's taking me through these back roads. So I asked my wife, could you put in the address on how to get to the American Girl Doll store? Because I can't understand why I'm taking these back roads instead of going on the highway, which I just saw a sign for the highway. So I was confused. And she puts in the directions and it says, take a right. And her directions are different than my direction. Same iPhone, same maps. And hers is saying, take the highway, which I said, okay, this makes so much more sense. So what I figured out is, after I did a Apple software, okay, update, and they send a million of these out, it reverted to avoiding tolls, and I was beside myself. So my iPhone maps had the avoid tolls, whereas my wife's 
was set to, and she never upgrades um, any software that comes. She doesn't do it, okay? Which is probably a smart thing because of what happened to me. So I upgraded. She did not. So hers is based on the old algorithm. So it's going to give you the closest to the highway. The reason why I got upset is because I said, so in order to save a dollar in toll, and oh, by the way, I have an easy pass, so I wouldn't even feel any money leaving my pockets, okay? In order to avoid a dollar in tolls, you're telling me because of a software upgrade that reverted it to avoid tolls, something I did not know I did, you're going to have me drive an extra 20 miles with gas prices at $4.50 in Chicago to avoid a dollar? I said, this is crazy. How is this even an option to avoid tolls this day and age? This isn't 10 years ago when gas was at $3 or $2.80, okay? Gas is at $4, some places $5, and to pay an extra $90 in cash to avoid a dollar in tolls or maybe $2 in tolls? I said, this is insane. So with the untangling audience, if you're using maps, make sure you go into the settings, you figure out how is this, what setting is this on? Is it on avoid tolls? Is it on, is it on uh, quickest route? I talked to one friend and he said he did an upgrade and his upgrade has walking directions. And he goes, why would I need walking directions? I'm in a car. So it, it's, just, it's crazy times. The other thing that was so funny, so we're in Barrington, uh, Illinois, and it's outside of Chicago, really, really nice uh, area. Again, it's political season. And I see this sign, and the sign is the famous Forrest Gump sitting on a bench with the white background. Everybody knows that famous picture of the movie Forrest Gump, except this political sign said, vote for Joe Gump. And it's a picture of the politician in that exact same picture. And I pointed out to my wife and we could not stop laughing. And our friends that we were visiting, I said, please text them and said, and say, please tell me you're not voting for Joe Gump. We couldn't stop laughing because I said, is that somebody you want to be associated with as a politician? But guess what? It worked because out of all the signs I saw, that's the only sign I'm still talking about. I could not stop laughing that instead of Forrest Gump, it was vote for Joe Gump with his face sitting on the bench with that iconic white background, the letters for the movie Forrest Gump. So we just laughed. And another funny story when we were in uh, Barrington was just technology. And we've talked about this on Untangling before, technology and children. So the reason why it came up is because one of our friend's daughter, uh, so there's uh, two daughters, one son, basically got in a little bit of trouble and now instead of you know you're grounded for a week to really be impactful it's you cannot use your phone for a week because that cuts them out of communication 
So our friend was telling us a funny story. And um, the story is that, and I'm doing this story no justice because I was laughing the whole way through the story, is that a friend they know has a daughter who's a little bit rebellious, okay? And so the mother and the uh, the mother and the son got into a fight in the house, like arguing, and the rebellious daughter decided to air the argument live on Facebook or whatever social media platform uh, that they used. And so the mother arguing with the brother did not know they were being live streamed while the rebellious daughter is sitting there laughing. And imagine you're following these people and you see a live stream and you see a mother arguing with her son and it's live, unedited, unfiltered, live. So the reason why that came up is because, hey, just be careful around kids because they're so savvy with technology, you do not know what they're up to. So I shared, and my wife and I, we shared a story with our friend uh, that we're visiting. And the story is, my daughter um, took her mother's phone, and we did not know. She recorded us, because she shared it with us after the fact. She recorded us, and what she said is, hey, I'm taking this phone, and I want to see who's nicer to me, my mother or my father. Stay tuned. And so I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know I was being recorded. So my daughter comes up to me and says, Dad, could you give me a bath tomorrow? And I'm just like, yeah, of course. Uh, tonight was your mother's turn. Tom tomorrow night's my turn. Not a problem. Okay, so she walks over to my wife. Mom, and she stayed home from, it's a long story, but she stayed home from school that day. She said, Mom, do I have to go to school tomorrow? And my wife said, Yes, you have to go to school. You're not missing any more days of school. You didn't even have a fever today. And you said that you did. And you should have been in school today. However, it doesn't matter. You're going tomorrow. And she said, see, my mom's mean. One nothing dad, zero for mom. And then she asked me another question. And I want to say that question was, dad, later tonight, can you fix me a plate? And I said, yeah, no problem. What would you like? Um, we have uh, cheese, cheese. We have uh, applesauce, popcorn. What would you like? She goes, Dad, too? Let me go ask Mom. And she'd ask her mother these very hard questions. Mom, do I have to go to bed at 8.30 tonight? And her mother said, you go to bed every night at 8.30. Why would it change tonight? And she said, oh, she's, she's being mean to me in the recording. So she shared it with us, and we were just blown away. A, we said, you are recording us? And we can believe it, but it was all in fun. It was a lesson learned that you do not know what kids are up to. So just make sure your kid is not live streaming uh, you to the rest of the world doing something you would not want to be live stream uh, doing. So overall, Chicago was a blast. There is this uh, Cuban place. That's right off Lake Michigan. It's called uh, Cafe Cafecito. I want to say, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But long story short, so when Cafecito first came out, hole in the wall, my wife and I, along with my daughter, we went there. My daughter is obsessed with rice and beans. Everywhere she goes, has to have the rice and beans. And it's a long story, but my mother makes amazing rice and beans. And when we went to Boston one year, she was hooked. 
everybody gets hooked on my mother's rice and beans. So anywhere she goes, it's rice and beans. So my daughter uh, is like our gauge for how the food is. And she loved the rice and beans. So we said, hey, she likes the rice and beans. We're in Chicago. Let's go back to Cafe Cito's. And the reason why I'm bringing up this story is because when we went there the first time, it was a hole in the wall. And they went through a marketing agency. And the marketing agency, I, I, and I don't know if they did this. I'm just assuming because when we went there the second time, it is packed. And with the marketing agency, they have a coffee cup and it's all black with red writing, Cafe Cito's with a, with a heart, a bright red heart in the middle of that cup. And I'm sitting there thinking, here is a hole in the wall in Chicago that had the sense to get a marketing firm to really boost their business. They could have used the generic coffee cup you get at Sam's Club that restaurants use and, you know, just try to build a name for themselves. But instead, this marketing firm saw the power of marketing. And my wife and I were just watching people. And Michigan Ave is a busy, busy avenue, okay, in Chicago. We see all these black cups with a red heart, Cafe Cito's. And we're like, and, and you know when you feel like you're part of like finding something in the infancy stages. It's like such a great feeling like, wow, they're doing good. That marketing, that advertising, I took a picture. I posted it on my Instagram along with this amazing coffee uh, that I had. The food was delicious. They went from who are these people to an advertising so powerful that anybody who buys a cup from there and walks around Chicago you will now see Cafe Cito's is becoming a fixture within that landscape. And that is a very difficult thing to do. So kudos to understanding the power of marketing, the power of advertising. I have an Instagram page. They didn't come up to me. They didn't ask me to post. They didn't ask me to talk about them on today's podcast. But that is how marketing works. When you think nothing of it and somebody just takes that torch and they keep spreading that word for you. So if you're ever in Chicago, you want a great Cuban food place to eat, I highly recommend Cafe Cito's in Chicago. So what else is going on? In regards to the news, just a lot of noise. Um, on, uh, Instagram, I know I told this audience, I do not do, uh, social media. And what I mean by that is Facebook again. Uh, what I mean by that is right now, uh, TikTok. What I mean by that, like I said, I do do Reddit, but with Instagram, the one thing that I do like about it, and I think I touched based on this when I told people I was not on social media is you post a picture and that's it, okay? Uh, You could limit comments to likes and emojis. There's no political battles unless you want to just keep posting political memes. So I just feel like in order to get your point across, it's a lot more difficult on Instagram. But I bring up Instagram because I posted the picture of Cafe Cito's and I noticed the reels. And the reels are just live videos, kind of like a TikTok. And one of my takeaways uh, from the reels, and it's literally Instagram stealing TikTok's business model, okay? Let's not sugarcoat this thing. 
what I really liked about the Reels is I just cannot believe the level of talented people in the world. Uh, two stand out to me. One is this one guy who recaps every football game and he is hysterical to a point where the professional players are commenting, man, I wish I never make this real. Please keep up the work. You are so funny. Uh, one of the lines that really stood out to me that he said is, and I could not stop laughing, is eight, uh, two of them. One is, man, that guy can't get off the hash like J uh, Josh Gordon uh, in the uh, NFL. For those of you who know the Josh Gordon story, you'll know how funny that is. The other one was, man, uh, is this receiver for Florida State just burning by this corner uh, at LSU. And he goes, man, that kid you try to cover right there, he's faster than drug money. So this guy uses analogies. He uses examples I've personally never heard of in my life. And one of the things I brought up to my friends is if you're a big studio, you're ESPN. ESPN had Frank Caliendo and Fox Sports had Frank Caliendo trying to make people laugh. I watched this guy. I said, this man is a million times funnier than Frank Caliendo. Okay. How hasn't anyone reached out to this guy to do these segments? Another thing he said was, there was a wide receiver. He said, man, this guy's more open than Will Smith and Jada's marriage. I mean, just comedy. And I'm doing it no justice because this guy's so funny. The other one that really stood out to me is there is a girl on uh, the reels. And I'm pretty sure she's on TikTok because they'll be on YouTube. You know, you got you to gotta expand your brand, right? So she does the Kardashians better than the Kardashians. If you've ever seen one of her videos, it is beyond hysterical. And what's so ironic is it looks so outrageous. Whereas you're saying to yourself, who in their right mind would watch something this stupid? And she nails it. And then you say, the Kardashians are making billions off people watching this nonsense. Literally, here's one of her Instagram, uh, not Instagram reels. It's her as Kim, and she goes, yeah, yeah, court, yeah. For and I'm like, that's what the Kardashians is. I'm like, this is this is genius. That's the show, and people watch the show to kind of get. The I mean, pe people in people in America or the world, people have literally have to be insane that you could literally air a show where. The main person says, yeah, 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 and they make billions and billions of dollars. It is unbelievable. So shout out to all those creative artists doing their thing, using the power of social media to create a revenue stream that did not exist over 20 years ago. So keep up the great work. It's great to be back on the air, and I will see everybody next week. And I just already can't wait to go home to my kids. So did you hear what mom said when we left the house? No. What did she say? When we left the house, she said, Okay, guys, have a good time. Oh my God, shut up. Like, how rude was that? Yeah. She could have just said, have a great time. Have you been here before? No. I've been here like a thousand times. 
You should get the orange soda. It's amazing.